This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. That's Savages. Ice Nine Kills here at WAF by request on the text line to the 603. And welcome Chris Jericho to yes. the WAF studio. I am excited. I have been uh, around the world uh, to almost every radio station in the United States. I don't think I've ever been here before. Yeah. This is we're, this one last cherry to pop. Check, check it off the check list. Check it off the uh, list. And I was getting a little insulted that I was never invited. So when I got sorry. this invite, no, I actually had a party. It was exciting. Oh, was, well, congrats. Yeah. And you took the red eye to get here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which we were just talking about because I took the red eye back from L.A. a couple right. of weeks ago. I hate it. You love, love it. Love it. Love the red eye. I don't like traveling from west to east because you lose a day. Uh, this way you can get a little snooze, have a couple drinky winkies on the plane, wake up, and you're exactly where you need to be. Boom. Plus, all the passengers are less douchey. Well, not because a lot of them are sleeping. Not well, all of some them. Some of them get drunk sometimes, though, and make noise and yell and scream and sing. There was one time I was flying to Philly, and there was a guy just causing super disruption on the plane. And um, with you there, well, what am I going to do? Attack him? I don't know. I mean, you're a big, just, you know, like well, well I was the the, 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 uh, the stewards. The flight attendants, let's be politically correct in this day and age, are saying there's nothing we can do. We've cut him off. He was just yelling and screaming. So anyways, we get off the plane. I go to the bathroom at the uh, at the stalls of the urinal. And I look over, and this guy's standing right beside me, the drunk guy. And he has his briefcase down on the ground in between us. So, eh, Do you I'm, pee on his briefcase? Oh, yeah. Attaboy. I, I peed in his briefcase. <laughs> the zipper was open. Sweet I, revenge. I had a guy open up a bag of Cheez-Its and like purposefully spill them on my lap and then try to get them. Oh. And I just looked at him and I was like, you will lose that hand. Yeah. And I promise you when we get to the gate, because I was flying back to Boston, yeah. I was like, there will be state troopers there to arrest you. That's right. I will, I will kill you. And then when I landed, it just so happened that one of my friends who is a state trooper and works at the <laughs> airport just happened to be there. And I get off the plane. I'm like, dude, what's up? And the guy looked at me like, oh, she was serious. Yeah. I'm going to put that in the uh, list of the worst pickup attempts ever. Yeah, spilling Cheez-Its in sorry. my lap. Yeah. Is, there, is those Cheez-Its in your lap? <laughs> yes. Well, you have been doing a ton of press. Yes. Because you, I, now I have to ask you, I had to write them all down. Okay. Because there was the a w, few things. There was WCW, the ECW, the WWF, then the WWE, and now the AEW, where you are. The champion. Right. Yeah, good. I, I have a like button for you like now. Alphabet soup going. It's on a lot there. of them. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of and letters. now you're at AAF, so we can add more uh, alphabets to that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're excited. We're here today in Boston because our big, uh, big show, the second episode of Dynamite, uh, AEW Dynamite, is tonight on TNT. More letters. But um, we're finally off the ground, up and running. We had a huge debut last week. It was a big success. And uh, after planning for this new company for almost a year, longer for some. Here we are up and rolling and showing people what we do and who we are. And I think when we announced the uh, Boston show here, we sold the place out, I think, in an hour. Yeah, so. Bostonians really like all types of fighting. Yeah. They like boxing. 
They like Street mixed fighting, martial arts. They like wrestling. Barroom brawls. Yes, all yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Front lawn yeah. fights. I've drinking seen, and violence. Drinking we are in the Irish. It. Yes. We drink and we fight and we fight and we drink and we drink and we fight and we drink. <laughs> hey. Um, yeah, so it's it's uh it's always cool to come to Boston. It's a great uh it's a great wrestling town. It's a great Fozzie town. It's a great Chris Jericho town. So it's always cool to be here. And there's a real buzz about AEW and the fact that it's our second show and people are wondering what's going to happen tonight. And there's a lot of developments in our weekly uh, story that we tell. So And you um, are? The champion. You like that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I got you're a button now. I like that. Yeah. yeah I'm a button. I like being yeah, a button. Yeah, you're a button. Yeah, um, you never know what people are going to pick up on. And that just seemed really obnoxious and funny to me. I'm, I'm going to call myself <laughs> the champion. And it's hard to say if you're not from Canada. Yeah, which I am not. I people have are, no French accent whatsoever. Yeah, there's a lot of people like, so you're like a little champion. No, no, it's, it's <laughs> le champion. Le champion. Le champagne. So are you bilingual? No, 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 no. I just... Uh, you just know how to pronounce it. Kind of, yeah. I kind of, I'm sure if it was a true French Canadian here, they would be saying, that is not correct, see? Is that right? And then you could correct them for how they're butchering the English language. Yeah, and just smack them in the stupid face. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so it's just uh, another element. Uh, continuing to come up with new stuff that makes people, uh, uh, you know, gets people into what Chris Jericho is doing. You always want to evolve and reinvent, and uh, Le Champion is the next step of that. Well, you're going to hang out with me for a bit, right? I, I'm going to pound some coffee into you. Yeah, there's there's a couple barricades went down on the door. Some yeah, iron you're not bars allowed to leave now. I feel like I'm in a little bit of a, of a hostile situation yeah. here. <laughs> you're now, I got duct yeah. tape that says I can make you love <laughs> okay, me. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, boy, you got to love Boston, baby. <laughs> so uh, I definitely want to, usually we do all the music headlines in the one o'clock hour, so okay. I want to talk tunes with you. Sure. Want to play some Fozzie, talk about the new album we have that's a new coming tune. out? It's our fifth consecutive top 25 I know. Uh, song, song. So we got to talk about when the record's coming out. I got to get all the gossip, and we'll be back more with Chris Jericho after this. Yes. All right, so we're sitting here with my co-host for the hour. Chris Jericho is joining me in the WAF studio. Yes, I'm here. It's not often that I get somebody in here to, to hang out with me. Uh, I'm excited. Like I said, uh, the whole concept of being here, uh, purple hair that you have is amazing. <laughs> Thank it's you. It's like a yellow brick road. Just follow it, and uh, you'll have a lot of fun. Yeah, right after I dye it, there's usually purple fingerprints in it. Yeah, yeah. I used to do that uh, in my hair. Uh, when uh, My hair was about this length, and I cut it. Uh, but when I was this length the first time, I would tip, uh, dye the tips either bright purple or bright red or whatever it may be. And when you put it in there at first, it looks great. Then your first shower, yeah. it looks like... It looked know, like you slaughtered a Muppet in the shower. Yeah, a unicorn threw up yeah. in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I need this visual because you're a big, tough wrestling guy. Well, I, we, we, I play one on TV. Okay, <laughs> you're, you're still a sizable human okay. that's intimidating in presence. Yes. I want to know, are you at the salon in a cap with someone putting little foils on the end of your hair? Or are you at home just grabbing your ponytail and dunking it in the dye? Like, no, I need I, the I would, visual of Chris yeah, Jericho. No, no, no. It would be with a little foil in your hair. I went through the highlight thing where they put the foil all over. And then when I started growing my hair back, I said two rules. No ponytail and uh, no dying. I'm just going to let it go where it goes. <laughs> so uh, that's where I'm at. So there is no more foils. But, but Rich Ward, the guitar player in Foz, whose hair is longer than mine, uh, way longer than mine. He will still get the highlights and does do the foils. It's really nothing... hard to look like a badass it's, at the salon, it's man. It's hard to look like a badass. It's hard to look like a true rock star with the, with the foils. <laughs> it takes away a lot of the street cred for sure. When you talk about Fozzie, uh, you have a new album coming out. All I've been able to see is spring of 2020. Yeah, it's one of those things. So we're on Sony now, right? Which yep. is a completely different world. It's, it's, the, it's the major uh, machine behind you. And we just did a, a show with Iron Maiden a couple weeks ago at a stadium in Los Angeles. So we put together a tour around that stadium show, and then Sony said we want a song to 
promote the tour, which is going to promote the stadium show to get Fozzie's, keep Fozzie's momentum going. Because like I told you, we had three top ten songs. Off, off the, the last, last album, yeah. yeah. So uh, we are in the midst of writing, had some songs that were done. Nowhere to Run is the one that we chose. Sony loved it, and we uh, released it, and it's now our fifth consecutive top 30 single. Like I said, I think it's at 25 right now with a bullet. And um, is the rest of the record done? No. Uh, are we working on it? Yes. And I think uh, that's just how it is nowadays for us. Growing up, a band would put the record out, and then you'd take a single off it. You'd take another single. Things have changed now with streaming and YouTube. If you have a video, yeah, you can a release song, a song, you can release and... it whenever you want. And yeah, there will be a record coming. But I would say, as a as a prediction, that there'll probably be another single out before the record comes out. Because if you're looking at April of 2020, and the record is called 2020, so it better come out in 2020, <laughs> or it's just going to be dumb. The whole, the whole market, dumb is a, name, is a nightmare. Um, so I, I think probably in January they'll want another single from us, considering that it's October. So this Snowboard Run will probably go up until about November, where that's where it'll lie, maybe a little bit in December. And I bet you they'll want to keep it going in January. So things, like I said, things have changed, and we're open to it. When you have Sony behind you, uh, with all of the power they have, telling you what they want you to do, as long as they have a vision, I never have a problem with that. Yeah. yeah. Is there another band besides Iron Maiden that literally would inspire an album based on they got you to do a stage? Stadium show, and then you based a tour around the show, and then an album around the tour. Well, we, it's Iron Freaking Maiden. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the crazy thing about that, it wasn't all dictated that way. It wasn't like, you know, um, we're doing this all because of Maiden, but it all kind of worked in and tied in. But they invited us to do that show, which was uh, September 15th. I got invited November, I think, 12th last year. Yeah. So 10 months earlier. I mean, they asked us to, they, they, I got an email from their organization saying, do you want to do a show with us in September? And How quickly like, do you type yes in the well, email? Well, I was like, a show with who? <laughs> I'm like, a show with Iron Maiden, you wanker. I'm like, I, I thought you might have another band. And I'm like, September, that's like... That's like two weeks ago. No, 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 next September. So that's how far ahead those type of bands plan. Yeah. So when you get that sort of, uh, you know, that sort of a leeway to put something together, we had plenty of time to get it done and get it rolling. So we did kind of put things together around, because you don't just walk into a show with Iron Maiden. No. In a stadium or anywhere. Without having, you know, you could be the best band in the world. You still got to be road road ready, which is you got to be road ready, and you got to be ready to not embarrass yourself when Iron Maiden comes out after you and mops the floor with you. Well, and then you and you have to go in there with the attitude of we're going to mop the floor with Iron Maiden, right? I mean, it's not going to happen at a Maiden show, but if you don't have that attitude, the fans will sniff it out like sharks in the water. So you got to go out there like all guns blazing, right in your face, and just say, "Hey, here we are, and uh, we're going to rock you," and that's what's going to happen. They are one of the greatest live, Great. like performing yeah, yeah. rock bands their, ever. Their their show right now, the production is insane. It was just here in August. Yeah. It was at the, the plane at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, they don't even those inflatables don't even look at like inflatables. It was funny. We were looking for the plane before the show. You know, you're in backstage, and it's it's cool because a. Listen, we're pros. We're here to do a job, and we got right. stuff to do. But just as from a fan standpoint, it's like, where's the plane? Like, where is it? It's like it's in the, it's in that little box over there <laughs> where they pack like you know the, the, the raft to go to the beach. This is the this is the box of plane that blows up. And like you said, when it blows up, it looks insane. Yeah, it looks like a it's, real. It looks real. Fokker or whatever. The and hell like it is. the and it's spinning and the lights work and and that's just for one song. But, and it works for Iron Maiden because it's Iron Maiden. Like if Fozzie had that, you'd be like, what's this inflatable plane doing? But it's Iron Maiden, <laughs> right. so it just makes everything that much cooler. That's right. Well, we let's talk about Nowhere to Run, obviously, because I want to play it. Yes. So coming off of the album 2020, yeah. 
which is coming out sometime in 2020. In 2020. Exactly. We know is, that for sure. This is Fozzie on WAF. That is new Fozzie Nowhere to Run here at WAF. Chris Jericho here in the WAF studio with me. I was recently voted the greatest song of all time. Was it? In Tibet. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know they were into rock oh, music oh, in Tibet. Oh, they're into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to be honest, way back in the day when Fozzie started. Right. And I'm sure you've heard this a lot, and it's a stigma that you kind of have to go over. Whenever someone has success in another field, right. and then they decide they want to be a rock band, mm. everybody goes, okay, you know, because actresses have tried mm. it, athletes have tried it. Right. And, you know, I was like that too, like, oh, really? Now, mm. you know, we got to. But you're a rock guy. Everybody that I've ever talked to was like, wait until you meet Chris Jericho. He is such a rock guy mm. that. Yeah, I mean... It's how you grew up. The difference for me is I didn't just wake up one day and go, I'm going to try to be a rock star. I've been doing it since I was 13. Because when I was a kid, I decided I wanted to be in a rock band and I wanted to be a wrestler. So I focused my life on those two... Uh, decisions. It's really Did, going terribly for you. Didn't really, yeah, I didn't really <laughs> care when people said, you'll never do that. It's like, it didn't bother me. Right. What you think or what they think or what she thinks or he thinks is what I think. And here we are all these years later and I'm right. doing both of them. And yes, we did have to work twice as hard to get people's respect at first. I'm sure Taylor Momsen from Pretty Reckless will tell you the same or Jared Leto with 30 Seconds to Mars, you know. Um, that's fine. We knew we had a great band. We knew we were writing some great songs and we knew that it was just a matter of time before we started getting to the next level and the next level and the next level and here we are there uh, to the point where we're like i mentioned like i keep saying it but to me it's like five top 30 songs in a row i mean that's that's something to be proud of I mean, absolutely I'm very proud of that and and, and, and a multitude of belts at this it's like both sides of well, your career yeah, but, but for your time with the rock and roll side yeah. it's only because of the songs yeah it doesn't matter if i'm a, if I'm a wrestler or a butcher or a baker or candle yeah at the baker. end of the day it's, it's the either songs. good music or it's not so that to me is the true test and uh it's been going great and and to be able to manage two completely separate careers mm-hmm. and have them both be successful at the same time is not an easy thing either. It's like an athlete trying to play two sports. Yeah, and and, and for me, I haven't been full-time in wrestling for probably eight years. Yeah. People think I have because I pick and choose my spots and make sure that everything has... Uh, has a real weight behind it when I'm doing something in wrestling. But other than that, I mean, I think I had six matches last year total, maybe five the year before that total. So um, this year I think I've had four or five. So it's not like uh, it's four days a week like it used to be. And um, as a result, because when you start catching lightning in the bottle with a band, especially in this day and age when it's harder and harder for a band to break out, you have to take uh, the advantage of that and build upon it, which is what we've been doing. Is it, who would have thought that it would be healthier in the long run for you to be in music as opposed to wrestling, but physically it's got to just be a brutal beating on your body. From, from the rock side? No, no, no. I'm saying uh, that the rock side, I would assume, is easier than the uh, wrestling I sweat, side. I sweat way more with the rock band, with Fozzie. Because if we're headlining, we're doing you know, 75, 80 minutes, and it's nonstop. You know, there's singing and jumping and dancing and running and moving. and um, It's pretty hard. And plus, the melody lines are very high. So it takes a lot out of you to, 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 to hit, hit the notes, yeah. Um, Wrestling-wise, if you start getting tired, you can just put somebody in a, in a wear-down hold or a rest <laughs> hold or fall outside the ring and yell at some fat kid in the front row and get your breath back. You can do that at a rock show. Not on our shows. We don't have time for that. So um, yeah, I always say I'm always in the best shape after a four, three, four-week Fozzie tour for sure. But uh, wrestling-wise, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, you, you can take your bumps and bruises, and it's you know, it's a live stunt show. We do have control in what we're doing, but things can happen at any any point in time. So um, that's why I think for me it was smarter to accept 
fewer matches per year because then you can still deliver them at a high level but not have to worry about, okay, now I have three more to do this week. Like, oh, those days are long gone for me uh, and, and deserve. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Early so. Not surprising that football is a big topic of conversation around here. And, you know, aging football players and health and then obviously injury, CTE, that kind of stuff. Does does that affect you at all, worrying about your long-term health have you had a lot of head injuries in your wrestling career i haven't i've been and obviously we've been cognizant of that for probably the last eight years or so yeah in fact uh, chris nowinski from harvard started the whole kind of uh, studying the brain and concussion issues and created the whole organization that works with the nfl and the nhl and the wwe and the AEW today uh local guy so i've known about it and, and and we remedy it you know sometimes you still might get your bell wrong i've been pretty lucky i haven't for a long time and if i did it was never anything serious so um once again you got to know your body uh know if something feels off and and, and get it it's show business if you have to end a match because you're hurt do it it doesn't matter yeah it's not real it's not like a real game or something like that i mean it's a real injury but we can tell whatever story we want to so I think that's something that's been a lot more, uh, people have been a lot more cognizant in our business for the last 10, 15, 20 years. Whereas before, you know, you could break your leg and still like, the show must go on, must finish match. And now it's like, <laughs> sorry, dudes, broke my leg. I'm out of here. When Let's talk about when you were growing up and you were dreaming about being a wrestler and being a rock star kind of simultaneously. Right. What wrestler were you looking at that you wanted to emulate? And then what rock stars were inspiring you to want to play music? To me, it was always about the connection with the audience. And and, and, and the guys that I loved in wrestling were kind of rock stars. I mean, Hulk Hogan was the biggest one as far as just being a amazing performer and working the crowd and knew exactly who his crowd was. Randy Savage was another one. But uh, when I first started wrestling, I wanted to be the ultimate rock and roll front man in a wrestling ring. Because I knew I would never be six foot ten, which was in vogue at the time, so I couldn't be the biggest guy in the show, but I could have the biggest charisma and uh, the biggest personality. So I wanted to be Paul Stanley or David Lee Roth or Mick Jagger, Bruce Dickinson, those types of guys inside a ring. And same thing, even to this day, as a frontman. I mean, you want to be like those guys who connect with the audience and make sure you have a great time. They're they're kind of the party host. Uh, to uh, you know, to, to make sure that things go right, and if the crowd is a little bit low, well, then you make them a little louder. And if you're going in the right direction, and you need to change to the left direction to get a better response, you can do that. And the best guys are able to listen to the audience and uh, and and move and, and morph and change their show accordingly. And that goes whether you're wrestling in front of a live audience, playing a music, playing a show in front of a comedian, a Shakespearean play, anything in front of a live crowd. You have the power to get the reaction you want, but you have to be connected with them uh, and and know that um, you have control over them if you're good at what you're doing. What albums, like for me, when I was growing up that really made me a rock fan were uh, Pyromania, Mm -hmm. 
and uh, Operation Mind Crime, Queen's and Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet. Because, yeah. well, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's you know, it's all, Bon Jovi. They're all great, but they're all great records for me. Uh, my first band that I was super into was the Beatles, and when I say super into, like I knew everything. Yes, I knew who Magic Alex was, and I knew what the Blue Meanie was, and I knew what Ginchy meant. I'm so happy that you're a Beatles fan. That Huge. makes me so happy. And this was when I was like 10 years old. I don't know. I just got right into it. So when I switched from elementary school to junior high school, I noticed that like at this time frame, like the early 80s, it wasn't cool to like the Beatles. The Beatles weren't cool back then. Yeah, no, because that was what your mom and dad listened to, which is who got me to love the Beatles because I listened to it at home. Right. So when I went to my first day of junior high school with my with my uh, self-made Beatles shirt, homemade shirt. (laughs) Uh, all I saw was like all the pretty girls were wearing like Ozzy shirts and Judas Priest shirts and Iron Maiden shirts. Well, who are these bands? I better like listen to one of those bands or none of these girls are ever going to want to talk to me. So the first one that I got was Ozzy, Blizzard of Oz. I bought it for $2 at a used comic book shop. And that kind of opened the door like, oh, wow, there's a whole other world out there, which led. So the diary was huge. The Master of Puppets, Power Slave by Metallica. Uh, then I got into Kiss Alive was a big one for me. Pretty much the standards, but it all stemmed from the Beatles that took me straight into to, to straight heavy metal. I always tell people, you know, there's a line and you either got to be on the Elvis side of the line or the Beatles side of the line. It's very rare that somebody's passionate in love about both mm-hmm. and I'm Beatles side of the line like all the way it's weird too because there's also another one where it's Beatles side versus Stone side yeah like I'm still I, going Beatles when I was a kid uh, and I would have too but a couple of years ago I started thinking that eh, the Stones have a have a have a have a point there's also when I was in high school it was a priest versus maiden who was better, yeah absolutely you know? so there's always these great debates that you would have over which band is better because um, everybody was into music back then everyone was into heavy metal back then well, we're playing. We've been talking about. Uh, we've been talking so much about Iron Maiden that maybe I should play Aces High because we talk so much about Let's the see, plane. That's very apropos. All right, so we're gonna play some Iron Maiden. We'll be back. Chris Jericho live in the WAF studio with me. Right back in high school, Chris. Right back go. in high school. Aces High, Iron Maiden, Chris Jericho. I used to play that song in my high school band. Did you really? Yeah, so How did the girls respond to that? They didn't like that one. <laughs> so we always had to know, uh, for as many uh, peace cells and creeping deaths and aces high that we knew, we also had to know, uh, 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 talk dirty to me. Yeah, uh, of course. Round and round. You know, you had did to your make... high school bass player know? Can he keep up? I was the high school bass player. And you could keep Yeah, I was impressed? really good. You know, we thought we were playing it right. It was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty close. It was pretty close. Uh, when you're 16, you know, just playing live with two yeah. other guys. Uh, it, it, it was magical, right? Yeah. So I think I played it fairly quickly. And about, about, at about 18, I just stopped progressing. <laughs> but anything off the first Iron Maiden record, I could pretty much fake my way through it. Well, we've been talking about your wrestling and your rock and roll career, but you are a modern-day renaissance man. Mm. Somebody chimed in on the text line talking about how you inspired their 18-year-old with your books. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. so you've got your books, you have your podcast, yeah. you've got your radio show. You're kind of all over the place. Yeah, I mean, all that stems from what we talked about earlier about wanting to do these two separate things that were seemingly impossible to do. And then when I got, you know, to the top in wrestling and got, you know, this great uh, this great start, this great position with Fozzie, now anything that I try, you become dangerous because you know you can make it work. Um, so I do things that I think will add to kind of the excitement of the Chris Jericho brand, stuff that I enjoy doing. I mean, uh, Talk is Jericho is my podcast. We just had our 600th episode wow. last week. And, you know, four books in and a serious XM radio show, and I'm in 
Jay and Silent Bob reboot that comes out next Okay, week. I need all the details. Stop right there. I need all the de- I am so excited the about this movie. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's going to be great. The fact that they got the... And I have a stalking problem with Keanu Reeves. It's uh, I just have to admit it because I know it's an issue. I have to right. address it. But... I have been so excited mm. that they brought back the the whole ca- even the Grim Reaper is the same guy. So yeah. so tell no, me no, what you're, you're, you know. No, 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 you're you're missing. You're you're mistaking. You're thinking Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, this is Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the Kevin Smith See? guys. I go with. See? I go right to you know. Keanu Reeves. But, but yeah, it's, but it's similar. But it's because they're bri- they're putting these two stoners from the nineties. Yeah. but you basically. <laughs> Described the whole movie because everybody that's ever been in a, a Jane Silent Bomb movie is back. So it's right, you know, it's it's Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, uh, Jason Lee, uh, Rosario Dawson, Chris Hemsworth is in it, Val Kilmer's in it. Which, if you look at the cast when it came out, yeah, and look at where those people have gone since. Now, exactly, it's I can't imagine trying to herd those cats now to get them. But everyone loves Kevin, and right. everyone loves the Jane Silent Bob story. So it's great, and the best part is you're looking at the credits, and it's the credits where they show kind of clips of people as they yeah. do it. And I'm right in between Hemsworth, Jericho, and Kilmer. That's who. That's who's in order for my credit scene. Wow! So, there you go. There you go, Ma. I made it. <laughs> I'm in a movie with, with Val Kilmer and Chris Hemsworth. That that's what it's going to take to prove to her that you're a success. Now <laughs> yeah. it's like there I am, Mom. <laughs> well, I I went right to to Bill and Ted because right. there's a whole you know, kind of slew of these movies that mm. from our generation, mm. like even um, Eddie Murphy putting Coming to America back together with the entire original cast and coming out with Is a new really? movie. Yes. He's doing some stand-up as well, I heard. He's doing... He's, Silent Live he's doing? Yeah. So from what I read is that he, you know, when he had kids, he like his kids couldn't do or see anything that he was doing. Right. And so now that his kids are older, that's why he did all the movies, sure, you know, sure, the sure. do little movies, and all of that stuff. And now that the kids are older, he can kind of dive back into. We well, got to understand things. too, like it's the it's the famous story about comedians and how you know there's always kind of a, a little bit of sadness to them. Yeah, and it's hard to do stand up. And I think once you get in that Hollywood group, I think people kind of take some shots at him for not doing stand up. I know Saturday Night Live made a joke about him that caused him to not want to go there for years. Um, so the fact that he's coming to, to terms with that now as a I don't know fifty five year old man or whatever he is. It's really cool, though, because I think he's one of those guys that, like, people, if he nails it, is one of the freaking funniest guys. Absolutely. Like, go listen to, to Delirious and listen to Eddie Murphy. Rob, but, but times have also changed. Like, you can't put that album on. You go record. quote Eddie Murphy raw in public, you're going to get some looks You're going to get, yeah, a lot of looks. Yeah. If I put that record on and went, you know, around and I had a big party at my house and there was people there, you'd be running back up the steps to turn it off very quickly. <laughs> right. Because it's just a different time and a different place. So right. how, how is he going to deal with that? And that's what I'm excited about. Can he? He still... might not just. I mean, Chappelle doesn't care. No, I saw Brad. Uh, Brad Garrett. Yeah, dude, I saw his stand up in, in Vegas. Oh my gosh, I was like looking around, like, is this real? Like, you can't talk like this nowadays, dude. <laughs> he didn't give a damn. So maybe Eddie will embrace it from that respect. Uh, but he's a comedic genius. So yeah, the fact and he's, he's doing coming to America. That's very cool. So yeah. you know, Jay and Silent Bob, Bill and Ted coming to America. Like I am so happy that all of these movies are right, coming out coming and that out. they're choosing to do it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Hopefully, the whole cast. Yeah. And we hope so because I'll tell you what. There's a couple sequels that came out over the last few years that waited 20 years that really stunk out the joint. I'm thinking about uh, Anchorman 2. Yep. And even worse, Zoolander 2. Oh. Uh, and Dumb and Dumber 2. Why did you do that? 
It's one of the funniest movies. You waited 20 years to do a, a sequel, and that's what you come up with? I know. So don't do that to us, Eddie and uh, Keanu. <laughs> I know Jay and Simon Bob didn't do it because it's super funny. Yeah. I saw the movie. It's great. So when, so when is that coming out? It comes out October 15th. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of politically incorrect, when it comes to rock and roll, I know that you know the Steel Panther guys very well. Absolutely. They're, and, on, they're on Talk is Jericho right now. Yeah. So I, I want to bring it up because I was just out in L.A. because that's why I took the red eye. And I went to their album release party at the at Whiskey. The whiskey. Yeah. yeah. And that's a band that literally is doing everything the way that it was done in 1987. I think people go in there knowing the joke. And anybody that has a problem with Steel Panther, it'd be like... Somebody having a problem with you for having purple hair, knowing you have purple hair, having it explained that you have purple hair, seeing that you have purple hair, and then coming and going, I'm not talking to someone with purple hair. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what you're going to get with Panther, and thank goodness that they exist because it is politically incorrect, but the reason why it works is they're in on the joke. Right. And they're the butts of the joke. Right. You know, I mean, I was telling them the, the brilliance of the band is that the new single is called All I Want to Do is F. Yeah. Right. Which is what it says but, on the T-shirts. But in brackets, myself tonight. Right. So now it goes from being lascivious, like all oh, these guys are just perverts, to all I want to do is F myself tonight because I'm not going to get any chicks. Right. Anyways. I'm a pathetic loser that lives in my mom's basement. That's right. And that's, yeah. that's, where, that's why it works. Yeah. And people that go there are into it. We toured Europe with them. And we were playing in front of three or 4,000 people a night, and there's hot chicks, and there's hot dudes, and there's ugly chicks and ugly dudes, and everyone in between. People are just there to have a great time and have some fun. That was a great show to go to. And once again, people sometimes go, oh, well, I think the joke is over by now. And it's like, no. okay, well, the joke might be over for you, but the fact they're also tremendous players who write some of the catchiest songs well, you Well, that's get. what I was going to ask you. When you talk about having to overcome... Right, exactly. Like, those guys are such amazing players. Yes. They had to work twice as hard to get mainstream respect, but they're also guys that have been doing this for 30 years. This was their last chance. They went yeah. like, we're never going to make it. Let's just have fun. And then when they were having fun, lo and behold, that's when they made it. So yeah. they're not, I'm oh, sorry, they're not jerks because of that. They never take it for granted. They're great players. They get what they're supposed to be doing. And to me, they're just as important to the scene right now as, you know, Shinedown or, or, or they're such a blast. or Slipknot or anybody. Uh, but you bring up Disturbed, as I know you got to get going. So uh, I've been pushing the vote on uh, the Billboard website about trying to get David Draymond to sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Why do we get no love during the halftime show when it comes to rock it's, at the it, Super it Bowl? It makes me, I was talking to, to, here's the name drop, watch your feet. I was talking to Lars. Oh, God! Um, ah, seriously. The Sentence you don't get to say very often. But, so I was talking awesome, to Lars. Lars and I are friends. And yeah. I was asking, have you guys ever even been invited to do the Super Bowl, I said, well, we got invited to play the pre-Super Bowl party one time in San Francisco or whatever, but never. Like, they're so anti-rock and roll that they'll bring in, and nothing is like, who's it this year? J-Lo and I mean, Shakira. Give me a break. I mean, come on, seriously? It's just about the pomp and circumstance, which they like, but I remember they went through the phase where it was the Who and Paul McCartney and the Stones, and like that was great, too. But hello, hey, they did Aerosmith, good. There's, With Britney Spears. Right. What, what? And the new kids, right, came out oh with God. Aerosmith? How about Metallica? How about Kiss? How about, you know... ACDC AC getting DC, back together. Hello. How about Slipknot? You want, you want a spectacle? 
there's a there's, but I mean, obviously that might be too heavy. But Metallica needs to play a the Super Bowl. Reunited Guns and Roses. Well, their Guns and Roses are reunited. That's they're what out I mean. There now. They're out there now. They're Why stadium are... level bands that have never been invited to play. I'm getting a little sick of it. The, the, the last year's one. I don't even remember who was in last year's one. It was like Cardi B and like Arthur Michaels or some idiot I've never know. heard of. Oh, Arthur Michaels has 38 million followers on Instagram. Well, I ain't one of them. Meanwhile, you later, when you go to a regular season game, all you hear is rock music. They play Metallica during the game more than anybody else. Yes. It's Seek and Destroy. It's Enter Sandman. It's yes. sad but true. It's like over and over and over again. So they're good enough to play in between songs, in between plays, but not good enough to do the Super Bowl. But yeah. J-Lo is. Give me one J-Lo song. Sorry, I can't. Oh, uh, Jimmy from Jimmy Jen, Jimmy from the Block. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Cares. Don't want to see it. I Shakira, am... shake your ass off the stage well, and there, get Metallica There's going to be so on. much ass on that stage. It's like, Too that's all ass. it's going to be is just ass. ass. Everyone's going to give a, they're going to give a, 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 a hats with asses on them <laughs> that you put on in the crowd. So it's going to be the world's record for the for the biggest amount of asses in the crowd. 80,000 asses everywhere. Chris Jericho, I can't tell you how happy I am that you came in here me today. Too. Everybody told me that I was going to love you and they were right. Oh, you were just cool. awesome. I, 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 was, I wasn't doing good till the end. You really like the asses with the hat with the No, I was me. into it from the get-go. Oh, okay, okay, you okay. start talking about arguing between Maiden and Judas Priest yeah, and yeah. talking about the Beatles. You had yeah. me at hello. There you go. <laughs> you had me at hello. One more plug. For the wrestling tonight on TNT. Tonight, uh, TNT, 8 o'clock. Uh, the, sh- the show is sold out here uh, in Boston. It's at the Aganis Ag- Ag- Arena. Aganis Arena over, yep. uh, over here. At BU, somewhere. right down BU. the street. So that's sold out, like I said, an hour, but you can watch the show tonight. Because Post Malone's at the Garden. That's oh, why. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe he'll come on over later. I heard he's a big... He just put a CJ on his face. That's his newest tattoo. <laughs> I just heard that, so... The champion. Um, the champion. It's <laughs> my button, man. But yeah, man, that's it. So the, uh, the new Fozzie song, Nowhere to Run. Go stream it and listen to it and watch it on YouTube and uh, make us all uh, thousandaires. Thank you so much for coming in. It was such a pleasure to finally meet you. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Great studio. Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.